Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. The Volume. Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sportsbook. Incredibly easy to use. Super safe. Totally secure. Super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets. Live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. This is Prime Cuts, best of the Colin Coward podcast. Banner week, what's new? Joel Klatt and I discuss the Big Ten Pac-12 shakeup and the big schools that could be moving next. Mike Silver and I react to the Baker trade and talked about the Niners' concerns with Trey Lance. They're real. Chad Millman stopped by. The latest news. How's it affect the betting odds? But first, my top takes of the week. So here's my takeaway on Baker Mayfield. Darnold and Baker Mayfield. I was a Darnold fan over a Baker fan. Darnold was a bigger athlete. He was stronger. He was more athletic. And I thought he was a better guy. I think all of those are true. The question about Darnold was his delivery, slow, methodical, not Tebow slow, but just inaccurate, kind of reckless. That's proven to be true. Baker Mayfield was considered a better thrower, but he was a two-time walk-on, chip on his shoulder. Um, In those instances, he's become exactly what we thought. Um, but he has a better delivery system. He gets rid of the ball quicker. He's got a little more zip on it. And historically, he's been a little bit more accurate, although his accuracy has dipped in the last year. You know, my takeaway is Darnold and Baker Mayfield, regardless of who's right or what do you think, we know what they are. There is no quarterback in the last 10 years that has come into the league 
And after four years, we radically change our mind. It doesn't happen. Name one. Very early, we said with Lamar Jackson, whoa, but we had issues how he threw the ball and can you play from behind when you're more runner than thrower? That's what we think today. People often use Josh Allen as an example. Boy, he struggled in year one. Yeah, he wasn't overly accurate, but he was still 6'6 and leaping over people with the best arm arguably in the NFL. There is no way you could look at Josh Allen in year one and bail on him. He was simply too talented. He was literally too talented. He would be like a great wide receiver that had the drops. You're going to coach the drops out of him. But if you're running a 4-3, you're 6-4, you run great routes, you just have a drop issue, nobody's bailing on you, okay? Nobody was bailing on Josh Allen. It's different. Baker's small. Sam's big, but he's not strikingly big. He didn't have a great arm. He's not wildly mobile. The bottom line with Baker and Darnold, we know what they are. One's a little snarky and immature, limitations with size, limitations athletically, Baker. One of them's a good guy, pretty athletic, decent size, but his delivery system stinks. He just gets rid of the ball slowly. And that half beat that works in the Pac-12 kills you in the NFL. So what I've found through years of doing this for a living, everybody wants to be right. A lot of me was right on Baker. A lot of me was wrong on Sam Darnold. But the truth is, we know what they are. If you're clinging to the Sam Darnold's going to be a franchise quarterback and a good one, it's not going to happen. If you're clinging to Baker, he's going to prove Coward wrong. You're wrong. Cleveland had excellent offensive personnel, and he was never spectacular with it. Carolina is a bit of a mess. They had the 31st ranked offensive line. I like Christian McCaffrey, but he's never healthy. Robbie Anderson's good but not spectacular. And we don't even think he likes Baker Mayfield. Matt Rule, who knows if he can coach at the NFL level. So in our insistence to be right, I was right on Baker, I was wrong on Darnold, but we all know the answer now on both. Neither is good enough to carry a franchise to multiple playoff wins. Baker won a playoff game, surrounded by, at the time, the highest rated offensive line and the best running back duo. We know what they are. So the Kyrie Irving to the Lakers rumors and the Kevin Durant to the Golden State Warrior rumors, um, I don't think those deals are going to happen in the next day or two. And I'm not really sure. I'd bet 80-20 KD to the Warriors will not happen. They're not going to give up the farm. And I don't think deep down KD wants to be a Warrior. But Kyrie Irving is in Los Angeles, is not leaving, it's been said, until a deal is done. And this is something to think about that I know a lot of people that listen to my show say, um, you know, Colin, you talk about L.A. and California teams a lot because they're all winning. The Warriors, the Dodgers, the Rams, uh, the Lakers won a title three years ago. They're winning. Our soccer teams are good. People are good. Uh, Now, Lincoln Riley at USC. Uh, When I worked at ESPN for a decade, uh, you had more viable teams in the Northeast. The Giants won a Super Bowl. You know, the Yankees were the Yankees. The Red Sox were, uh, for some of that time, 
excellent. Uh, right now, New York's going through a terrible state of their sports where their NBA teams and their NFL teams are a mess. One of the things that's really happening in Los Angeles is that when the Rams move to town, the NFL is so powerful, it is taking market share and big suite owners and advertising revenue from all the other teams. And when the Rams win the Super Bowl, it's put the fear of God in Genie Bus and you know the Dodgers group that the Rams are here, they're winning, they're becoming the model of the NFL, and they're not going away anytime soon. And I think this is a big part of Genie Bus of the Lakers willing to say, yeah, Kyrie's a headache. Kyrie is selfish. It seems absurd. My father wouldn't have done this. But it makes sense right now in Los Angeles to get Westbrook out of town and get Kyrie in. You'll become a playoff team and you'll become relevant again. Um, inside the walls of the Lakers, they are very aware of the media criticism. And Genie is very aware that Steve Ballmer and the Clippers have more money, more net worth. They're going to build a new arena, and they're going to be a team that is like the Warriors, willing to pay a heavy, heavy luxury tax. The Lakers would rather not do that. The Bus family's wealth is all with the Lakers. Steve Ballmer's wealth with the Clippers is not. It's not just with his pro basketball team. And so I think there is a sense of, if not desperation or panic, a little fear. You've got to make the Lakers relevant again. They'll always sell tickets. You can give away tickets. You can paper the crowd with freebies. But right now in Los Angeles, if USC wins nine or 10 games, Rams, Justin Herbert, Dodgers, Clippers, I think have to be deemed as a top five team in the league next year, Paul George and Kawhi. For the first time, maybe ever, in the last 30, 40 years, uh, the Lakers are in danger of becoming the fourth topic of conversation because the Westbrook thing just does not work. It does not work. Kyrie works. Um, and you can talk yourself in as a fan, as an owner, as a player. You can talk yourself into Kyrie, AD, LeBron being a championship team. I don't think they are. You can talk yourself into it. You can't if Westbrook is on this roster. Let's get to Joel Klatt. So Joel Klatt is the voice of college football on Fox. Um, and we do a lot of deep dives, although we, we have our TV segment every week where I try to <laughs> mentor him and he doesn't want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I love but it. But this is interesting, Joel. Um, about three months ago, Mike Bone and I were on the phone. I was in my backyard and he was talking about the challenges of Southern California. It's a very distracted market. Mm. And, you know, he was saying, hey, do you have any ideas? And I said, you can't play rice in L.A. When Pete Carroll was here, there was no NFL. There was no LAFC. Yeah. The Dodgers weren't as dominant. The Clippers were a joke. I'm like, the world's changed. You can't play rice. I said, what I would do, Mike, I would call Wisconsin, Iowa. Michigan, Ohio State, and I would have one to two home and homes every year, Big Ten, because the Pac-12 is so weak, Lincoln Riley's not going to be challenged by year two. He's just not going to be challenged on a weekly basis. And it was funny. We, and, and, and there were other things talked about during the call, but it, you know, he was. we were just talking. Mike's always called me and just asked questions. You know LA. Sure. And so when the 
moment happened and I got the call on USC moving to the Big Ten, my thought was, well, <laughs> I don't know if he was teasing me, if he was, but I wasn't shocked by it at all. Yeah. Were you? Um, no. Well, let, let me initially, yes, because I had not heard anything. And normally, and you know this, you, and you and I talk about this all the time, like when there are things going on, like you hear little ripples, right? Yeah. Like little things like, oh, okay, that would be interesting. You kind of, this was, um, I felt like very well kept um, by everyone involved. And so when I initially heard it, I was, I was surprised and I was shocked. And then three minutes later, after that wears off, it's like, well, yeah, you know, like, of course this happened. This was, and um, I think if you, if you really have any semblance of, of 30,000 foot view, this was inevitable in, in some way. Um, so it, to me, it comes down to, and, and the conversation, I'm sure what he was talking to you about um, is economics and exposure. And in the Pac-12, that had degraded both yes. of those things drastically since the beginning of the century, really, you know, since 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 the Leinert Bush days at USC when the Pac-10 at the time was a, a viable and and very healthy um, and, and and great conference. And it it has deteriorated to a point that it has become a punchline. Yeah. And, and I, I've thrown that line out there and people think it's unfair, but it, it is fair because the Pac-12 is literally a hashtag now called Pac-12 after dark. Like it's no one watches them play. Right. And and when you look at the economics of where the SEC is about to go with their media rights deal and where the Big Ten is about to go with their media rights deal and what's on the horizon for the conferences like the Big 12, the Pac-12. The economics weren't even close. Those those conferences were going to start to double up um, the others in terms of the revenue distribution per school. And you can't sit in that situation. So in some ways, USC's hands uh, were totally forced. And I know that I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about this in terms of USC's because this was USC driven. Yes. UCLA is along for the ride. And yep. I know that they'll bristle at that, but they are. And that's kind of the truth. Well, you know, I, I've said this before. It's easy to beat up on Tom Hansen and Larry Scott, and I don't think either was a visionary as a Pac-10 or Pac-12 commissioner. But there's something I've tried to tell f f my friends for 20 years because I've lived in all four corners of the country. Mm -hmm. The Pac-12 is at a disadvantage. Sure. Seattle, San Francisco, Phoenix, Los Angeles, uh, Denver slash Boulder. A lot of these teams are in professional sports markets. That's right. SEC's not. Big 12's not. Big 10's not. So USC and UCLA, University of Washington, Cal, Stanford, Arizona State are competing against pro teams. Mm -hmm. It is hard to create the fervor and the interest when there's a game tomorrow with professional players, often in the same stadium or same area code or vicinity. And so it doesn't mean as much out here. I've noticed since the NFL arrived in Los Angeles, UCLA, USC, watch, read the LA Times, listen to Sports Talk Radio. They're not on it. They're just not a topic at all. I, I do still believe, and, and I think you'll agree with this. Um, I still believe that USC has that potential. 
USC captures the heart of LA, maybe more so um, than any other team that's here, even professionally, maybe, maybe other than the Lakers. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm being too college centric, but boy, when, when the USC is rolling, they desperately love, they love it when USC gets going here. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, you know, everything about it, the sunglasses on the band, the Coliseum, the scene. Um, I still believe that USC can be kind of the focal point of the sports world in their market and no other Pac-12 school can really do that. Yeah, no, I I do agree. Lincoln Riley, you know, it's it's funny because I got a lot of this. Well, Lincoln Riley doesn't want this. But when Lincoln Riley took that Sunday morning call with Rick Caruso, Carol Fault, Mike Bone, uh, I don't know every word of it, but I do know they sold him on moonshots and the Olympics and big and expansion and playing the best. So he's got two years to load up this roster, two more transfer portal cycles, two more recruiting classes. So by the time he gets into the Big Ten, this this team will be ready to play against anybody. Sure. I, I think at home against Ohio State, maybe not in Columbus, but they'll be able to go toe-to-toe with everybody else in that conference. So – you know, when I when I look at the, the Lincoln-Riley situation and I say to myself, I don't know if he knew going forward, but he's he's not a guy to me. I think he left Oklahoma because a reality set in. Oklahoma is decreasing in terms of viability, the state, for high school recruits. Texas has oil money, Sark and Jimbo Fisher, harder to ply, pry players out. He's moving to the SEC and going to go up against SEC schools that have been recruiting those high schools for 100 years. And yeah. I think he looked in the mirror and thought, I got to get to a state with more players yeah. because it's going to be harder and harder with the NIL to pry away players from Texas, oil money. There's just more money in Texas yeah. than Oklahoma. So that's always been my yeah. takeaway why he left. He just looked at the reality of his program, Texas, the SEC, and thought, I got to get to a bigger state. It could be a Florida school. It could be a Texas school. It could be a California school. If Kirby Smart was struggling, it could be the Georgia job. But I got to get to a state that is mine where the NIL money generated by my state can compete. I I think that there's only four schools in the country that can open up their back door and be within an hour's drive, not flight, drive of a recruiting base that could finish number one in the country. I think it's Miami. I think it's Georgia. I think it's probably LSU or Texas or combination of those two. And then USC. Yeah. So, you you know, and maybe you throw A&M in there because of the proximity to Texas. But my, my, my point is that it is a really small number and it does not include Oklahoma. It doesn't even include Ohio state. You know, they've got to be a national recruiter. It doesn't even include Alabama. They can't sit in Alabama. They've got to go out. They've got to win battles in Texas and Louisiana and Georgia. I mean, you know this, right? And so it's really made what Nick Saban has done even more remarkable, but USC is one of those places where you can open up the back door. You can get in your car. You can, you can drive South on the five for an hour. You can drive North on the five for an hour and you can have a roster that can finish as the number one class in the country. That's, I mean, that, that's the truth of it. Um, I think that was a big reason why. And, and I think that he saw 
<clears throat> I'm going to get crushed for this, but I don't think Oklahoma is totally tapped out, but I think he saw how perfect it had to be in order for Oklahoma to win a national championship. Yep. And, and I think that, that USC probably has more wiggle room in that because of what I was talking about in, in recruiting. And, and that is not a knock on Oklahoma. So I want to be abundantly clear here for everybody that, that listening to this. I believe Oklahoma is a top-tier blue-chip program in college football. I think that they will win. I like Brent Venables a lot. I think they can win at the top level. I believe they'll win SEC championships uh, in the future, and I think that they still and can win a national championship. I do believe that it's harder there than it can be at USC. And and I believe that even more so now after this move with USC going to the Big Ten. Uh, I was told by somebody who I trust, the Big Ten will only add Notre Dame. Mm. Uh, and I think it makes a lot of sense. I, also- I would agree with that, by the way. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i jump in. I, I completely agree with that. I don't think they expand anymore unless it's Notre Dame. I agree. I think it's harder and harder to be independent. Let's touch on that because okay. Notre Dame was independent forever, then conjoined with the ACC half the way. Um, why can't you be independent and viable anymore? Explain that. Oh, that that's a great question. Um, the revenue is too great from conferences? Yes, because there's only six or seven games that you're selling as an independent. You've got to, to find the revenue out of your road games. Okay, when you're in a conference, so Ohio State, let's just bring up Ohio State and Notre Dame. Okay, that's the, the difference. Ohio State is essentially in the Big Ten selling both their home games and their away games. So they're maximizing their brand regardless of where they're playing. Notre Dame doesn't do that. So Notre Dame is maximizing their brand in their home games because those are the ones that they own. But they have to have some sort of other arrangement for a grant of rights for their road games in order to supplement the rest of the revenue that a team like Ohio State would get from their conference. Uh, now, the, the, the trade-off is that Ohio State then has to go and, and share evenly amongst the other schools in their conference. I, I do believe that it, it is getting to a point where Notre Dame is sitting there and they're thinking to themselves, we are leaving money on the table yes. by being associated with the a- ACC in our in our loose affiliation with them in a football sense and then obviously with the other sports um, versus potentially two other options. So let's let's let me walk through the options. Here's what I think Notre Dame, this is what's on the table for Notre Dame. I do believe that they can stay independent, maybe not for a long time, but at least for the near term. As long as they were to leave the ACC scheduling partnership that they have, they leave all their other sports, they basically leave the ACC, join the Big Ten in every other sport but football, and then get the loose scheduling agreement with the Big Ten. Yeah, I believe that they would garner enough revenue at that point where they could stay independent. There will become a time when that just is going to be moot and they're going to have to fold themselves into the Big Ten. There is a, an air of inevitability that Notre Dame will at some point be a Big Ten member. I just don't know if that's in the next three years, five years, or ten years. This baseball season turned K's into cash. Big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Okay, right now. 
new customers step up to the plate, no sweat first bet, up to a thousand bucks. Here it is. Sign up, place your first bet. FanDuel will give you, listen to this, up to a thousand bucks back in free bets if you don't win. You get paid fast, it's safe and secure. Great promotions every day. No better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Always use the promo code Colin to get the deal. Get you started. It's called No Sweat First Bet, up to $1,000. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-800-270-717 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-877-HOP P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to tirerack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, 
even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. And with that, I bring in the newest member of the volume, my friend Mike Silver, longtime NFL reporter. Open Mike is his new podcast on the volume. Already interviewed Rams head coach Sean McVay, Cowboy star receiver C.D. Lamb. All right, Mike. So this morning I'm hosting my show. And right in the middle of it, I'm talking about there's seven, eight teams Baker Mayfield could land with. And in the middle of my rant, he lands in Carolina. (laughs) My first takeaway is this. They paid $5 million for him, meaning he could have been had by anybody in the league, and Carolina was the only real team interested. Is that reasonable? Um, Well, they were more interested, or they got interested enough to the point where they wanted to remove any uh, possibility that he'd go elsewhere and or, uh, you know, there's, there's a real advantage in getting going, getting him the playbook having him, you know, giving him a little time before training camp to start acclimating to all that and talking to his coaches. But uh, before I was officially part of the volume family, and by the way, I'm extremely elated about that, but you and I did one of these and literally we heard the Devontae Adams trade news uh, in real time. And I think it became kind of a joke on Twitter, my reaction, because I was like, you know, like, whoa, man. So I do love when that happens. Um, you know, one of the things I reported a, a few months ago is that owners were so bitter about the Deshaun Watson guaranteed contract, right. A, that it was a guaranteed deal, B, that it was a player with, you know, going through some off the field stuff. Uh, that knowing that the Browns were also on the hook for Baker's 18-plus guaranteed, that owners were saying, we're not bailing you out of this. We're not going to – it's not that we don't think $5 million for Baker Mayfield is a good deal for us this season, even with leverage. It's that you guys made your bed and we're going to make you lie in it. Now, it would stand to reason that the one owner willing to buck – uh, that sensibility would be David Tepper, the guy who enraged his uh, new peers earlier by paying Matt Rule so much money uh, when he hired him. So uh, I, I think it made sense, though, for the for the Panthers. Look, if you want him, if you think he's better than what you got, and especially if you're Matt Rule and you really need to win this year, what are you waiting for? It's interesting. Uh, Bucky Brooks came on my show and he said, I think Sam Darnold's going to beat him out. He said he's more impressive physically. He has relationships in the building. Baker's going to have to learn a new offense with a new coordinator, has no relationships. In fact, Robbie Anderson badmouthed him. And he said, I I think it's going to be a quarterback battle. I don't think Baker Mayfield's been given the starting job. What's your take? 
Well, first of all, I think the Robbie Anderson who bashed him was R-O-B-B-Y Anderson. He's now R-O-B-B-I-E, which is, in fact, the better way to spell Robbie. I have a, a son who would agree. But uh, so maybe maybe we'll give Robbie, I-E, Anderson the benefit of the doubt. But, yeah, I, I understand what Bucky's saying. He's, he's so smart about, um, you know, the intricacies of – uh, playing the game and and scouting the game, um, but I also you know I, I hearken back to what uh, I think it was um, uh, a Commanders uh, related quote um, with uh, Taylor Heineke said about him and Carson Wentz, which is they asked him, "Hey, do you think you could compete with Carson Wentz?" And he's like, "Dude, look at what he's making and look at what I'm making." No, now it's not quite that pronounced, obviously with. Darnold and Baker, uh, you know, in similar situations, but the the Panthers went out and got Baker for a reason. It's not insurance in case Sam Darnold doesn't beat him out. They've seen Sam Darnold. They've seen Cam Newton coming back. Uh, they've seen Teddy Bridgewater. They think they need to get better, and and they are absolutely intending for Baker to be that guy. And, and in fairness to Baker, um, you know. Last year, he probably wasn't right. He did have the shoulder injury. He yeah. gutted it out. He he tried to help the team, and now it's being used against him. The year before, he had a pretty good year. So he's been uneven, even when healthy, and it's going to, you know, it's it's not any sure thing, especially as you alluded to with your conversation with Bucky. New playbook, got to do it in a compressed time, but I, I do think he's got a chance here to to seize this and get it rolling a little bit. Yeah, I you know, one of the my takeaways was um you know, he's not going to have Cleveland's offensive line, but um he does get another offensive coach and if you look at some of the defensive head coaches, Belichick struggled with Brady at the end. Pete Carroll struggled with Russ, Zimmer struggled with Cousins, Flores struggled with Tua. It's not the worst landing spot. It's a pretty wonky division, Mike. Brady retires in a year. Baker, an argument can be made in a year, will be the best quarterback talent in the division. I mean, is that crazy? I mean, I mean, I, I might argue Jameis on talent. Um, you know, Jameis has his scars too, right? He threw all the interceptions. He has had some off the field stuff. Um, he's coming off an ACL, but really, once Sean Payton got a hold of him, he's looked better. Um, and he's a an ultra talented guy. Probably, if you you know, didn't know anything about, um, you know, their performances and you just lined the two guys up two former number one overall picks, you'd go, I'll take the tall guy with that arm coming yeah. off the knee. But, um, you know, the thing I wonder about is Baker's edge, right? Like he's done better when he's been the aggrieved, afflicted, you know, underdog, no one believes in me. And, that is clearly going to have to, uh, you know, he's going to have to recalibrate that. And it probably is, you know, he's he's definitely has to have some humility now. Um, and, you know, look, we've all we've all had moments where that's happened to us in our careers. And, you know, you have to you have to deal with it. It doesn't work out the way you thought it would somewhere. And, um, you know, you have to kind of process that. Uh, within yourself but he kind of thought when he got to Cleveland I'm taking over this is my thing um, and it was going on a good trajectory for a while uneven but two years ago when they were in the the playoff game in Kansas City it was like whoa 
they just beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs, and now they're they're fighting tooth and nail with the Chiefs. Uh, we're here to stay. Um, in Baker's eyes, I'm sure he's thinking, I tried to be a team guy and took, you know, sucked it up and played hurt. And now you turn your back on me. But it's really hard for me uh to shed too many tears for Baker, knowing how he behaved early on in his career. And I know you and I were two of the only people even daring to say these things back then. But, you know, as someone who's pretty close to Hugh Jackson, I I thought it was ridiculously disrespectful the way he acted in the wake of Hugh Jackson's firing and then hiring by the Bengals and then showing him up on the sidelines and just going out of his way to try to, um, you know, torture a guy who had just had his career implode in a really uh, disadvantageous situation in Cleveland. And we could relitigate that. And there are a lot of reasons Hugh didn't do well there. Some of them are because of Hugh. Some of them uh, were institutional, but I, uh, as I said at the time, you know, there was there was talk that same year that say John Harbaugh could get fired during the season, and I said, imagine if John Harbaugh had gotten fired, had landed with a division rival, was standing on the sidelines, and Lamar Jackson was just blatantly uh, taunting him and disrespecting him during the game, after the game. I think that would have played a little differently uh, in society for obvious reasons. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, Baker's got a maturity issue. Um, I know when he was coming out, I met somebody, knew somebody who interviewed his dad and he said, oh boy, there's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of ego and pride. And so I think Baker's been exactly, you know, I do a segment called Colin right, Colin wrong. I I think (laughs) one of my rights was Baker Mayfield, who I always said this ego, this snark, it's not going to play at the professional level. It just doesn't. Didn't Jay Cutler's more talented. It didn't play. It wore people out. Jeff George, more talented, snide and snark wore people out it's a whole different ball game well you're always connected to the Niners my takeaway I think you and I probably disagree on this is my takeaway is you can't own the room as a quarterback if another guy is in the room who everybody likes and Garoppolo is really a dude's dude he's a guy's guy and to me you got to find out if Trey Lance can play and you can't ask him to own a room when the world's best-looking, coolest dudes two cubicles away, I think the Niners have to just move off of Garoppolo and get a six-round pick. I completely hear you, but this is the counterpoint, and this is the conundrum. So you've got a team that is built to win now. This right. is the window. George Kittle, you don't know how long he's going to do this. You, you know, you've got guys signed uh, for this moment, and you were good enough to win now if Jaquiski Tart you know, catches the interception. You might have won it last year. You almost won it two years earlier. Um, Yes, you are all in on Trey Lance, whether or not that was the person when you traded those three first-rounders that you were envisioning. Could have been Mac Jones. I Again, I won't relitigate that. But whatever it is, you did that for Trey Lance. Um, So you are all in. You are built to win now. Let me add another weird element to this. You are constructed offensively to take advantage of Jimmy Garoppolo's unique gifts, incredible accuracy, willingness to hang in, the guts to deliver a ball in tight spaces, and the uncanny ability to do that accurately. So Jimmy's not perfect. We can talk about what he doesn't do great. He does those things great, uh, like elite. 
And you've got Debo. You've got Ayuk, who's an after-the-catch guy. You've got Yushik on the backside. You've got Kittle. All these guys can get the ball in tight spaces and go. Um, so that's what Jimmy does great. And so if you've seen Trey Lance practice now for a whole year, yeah. Um, I believe this is what you think if you're Kyle and the Niners coaches. In fact, I know <laughs> you think he is really smart. We love that. He is athletically awesome. He has a great arm. We're not sure that he can take that great arm and throw that ball in those tight spaces yeah. really accurately. Yep. And, if, and so that's the only reason I think deep in his heart, Kyle may want it to hedge because your team is to build now. I don't think he's going to because of what you said, which is very logical. And I don't think even if he wants to, he'll be able to because I think Jimmy will force the issue as nice a guy as he is. And I think all of that's right. But if you're a Niner fan, it's a little scary because you were, you know, you were sitting there nicely at SoFi Stadium watching your team with a 10-point lead in the NFC Championship game against a rival and thinking, we're going to win the Super Bowl with Jimmy. This is amazing. And now you're going, okay, so we're basically playing Russian roulette here. We are either going to be in awesome shape with this young guy eventually, and hopefully the window's still open, or we traded three ones for a guy who's not able to do what our team was constructed to have the quarterback do. And by the time we fix that, everyone's going to be gone. That's a scary feeling. Well, you and I may have the same source and may not, but I've, I've said when I saw Trey Lance play, aesthetically, it's ugly. It's not Phillip Rivers ugly, but it's not a pretty delivery. It's really rough. Secondly, what you're saying is what I'm hearing is that they, they, he's not his his delivery is they're kind of rebuilding it. He gets arm fatigue. It's not an easy throw. He's had he needs days off, and they're worried about his accuracy. This, you and I are hearing the same things because you and I know Andy Reid moved off Alex Smith, who got into the playoffs because they were at practice. They saw Mahomes, right? Yeah. By the way, Buffalo, even though Josh Allen struggled first year, was all in because they were at practice. <laughs> And I want to caution fans here. What happened with Josh Allen is a, as far as I know, such an anomaly that it is a once in forever thing that a 55% passer could be a 70% passer right. like that. It, like They say you can't coach accuracy. Brian Dayball apparently can and is a head coach because of it now. But that was weird what happened with Josh Allen. Right. But for the most part, it is... You know, it's tough to get way, way more accurate. Now, the arm fatigue is a really interesting thing, and I have heard that too. And and I just would, again, like, so people don't think this is just the two of us, you know, doing our yeah. conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, let's just look at some facts. Um, you know, last year, uh, they were going to use a Trey Lance package. They were thrilled about it. Yeah. They were, that was going to be a big, big weapon for them. They started out doing it and then they just stopped. So something happened to convince Kyle Shanahan. I don't gain by putting Trey Lance in situationally. Um, another thing that happened is they 
were three and five. And I, I went to the game that dropped them to three and five at home against the Cardinals. They looked flat. They looked done. Their playmakers weren't making plays. They looked like a dead team. And usually when you're when you look like a dead team and you traded three first round picks for a promising rookie the you know the eight, the march before we know what happens jimmy you're on the bench trey last let's see now they hung with jimmy they beat the rams they got well they made the run so maybe kyle was a half away from doing that anyway but the fact to me that they stopped using trey lance at all and they didn't put him in when the season was crossed up tells me they were seeing something uh, that was concerning. Let me throw a source at you. There's a lot of attention paid to Trey Lance. But so far in this that quarterback draft, we know Trevor Lawrence had a bad first coach, but has real talent. We yeah. know Mac Jones may have a low ceiling, but he's been pretty effective. The two that we think are talented, but we don't know, are Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Well, I Zach was, Wilson, I think, fits in there, too. Yeah. Zach Wilson, we've seen more of. But Zach Wilson yeah. had size issues, competition issues. Like, Trey and Justin are big, strong, mobile, yeah. push the ball down the field, guys. Yeah. How about this? The current GM of the Bears did not draft Justin Fields. The current coach of the Bears had no reported fondness of Justin Fields. I have been told they're not necessarily sold on Justin Fields. They don't know. They don't well, know. That's a that's that I would do nothing to, you know, to dispute all that. that because it's yeah. legit, right? I mean, it's legit that that could happen, right? Uh, it, they didn't pick them. Now, I presume they had the discussions with uh, ownership before they were hired. And right. I presume ownership wanted to hear, yeah. hey, you drafted a winner. We're going to make them great. But right. we've had that before. Jay Gruden came in and was like, I can fix RG3. Kirk <laughs> Cousins is the guy, right? So I I would say this. I, we don't know about any of them. I mean, Trevor Lawrence had Urban kicking his kicker in trading cap, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to have to give him a, a mulligan there, and, yeah. and people think he's talented. Zach Wilson is supposed to have incredible arm talent now. Yeah, they said, oh, he's cocky. Now, by the way, only time that all the top quarterbacks were being called smart by everyone. Yeah. in my Usually, it's like half and half. Like, apparently, all these guys are smart. So, Zach Wilson... Didn't look great. We're going to have to see. They got him a better roster this year, but jury's still out on the top two. Trey Lance, absolutely. We just covered that. Justin Fields, absolutely. Chicago, you know, Chicago's a graveyard for quarterbacks. Uh, we're going to see. And, oh, by the way, Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones' most celebrated win of his rookie year was when he threw two passes i think or two or three, three whatever yeah whatever bill did that game um and look I, I know everyone says low ceiling on mac jones and i think this is part of why kyle may have talked himself out of taking him but the the real nerdy talent evaluators that i've talked to at high levels think that he has the ability to be elite 
in terms of pocket movement and awareness and de- able to deliver the ball, ability to deliver the ball at weird angles and tough angles under duress, that that's not just good, that that could be special. So there are a lot of different ways a quarterback could be special. It's possible that Mac Jones will become special and everyone will go, well, Bill and them just saw it and nobody else did except Kyle who talked himself out. Oh, there I go again. But um, we, we really don't know. They could all be good. They could all suck. More, more likely than not, one or two of them will be good. One or two of them won't. One or, you know, someone will be in the middle. But make no mistake, the clock is ticking on all of them. And, you know, some may be under more pressure than other. others. I would think Trey Lance would be under the most pressure because of the stakes, because that team is that good. Um, but uh, there's a lot still that we don't know. And I think if you and I come back in November and do this, you and I will both have really strong opinions about all five. Yeah. My guess is Trevor Lawrence has the trust of the staff, as you put it, a mulligan, but he's just, he really looks the part on some throws. Mm -hmm. I would put a question mark on Trey, on Fields, on Zach, and on Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And really Trevor... And we think Trevor, we think Trevor's good, but I mean, you know, yikes. And and, and look, you know, I, I I don't want to rip on Trevor. He he could end up being great, but like he kind of took a step back as all that clown show was going on. I'm thinking what Peyton Manning would have done as a rookie, even when he threw all those interceptions. If Peyton Manning had walked in his rookie year to that, I think he would have strangled Urban Meyer on television. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Top 302 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from zero to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach zero Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. All right, Chad Millman, chief content officer of the Action Network, is stopping by for a little summer discussion. For the record, I just got back from Turks and Caicos, which is very warm in June and early July. But I will tell you this, Millman, I'd never been to the Caribbean. Spectacular, leisurely, wonderful local people. Not sure if you've ever taken your beautiful wife and kids to the Turks. I highly recommend it. What say you? Uh, I have not been to uh, what we like to call TNC, but I have been around the area uh, and it's phenomenal. It makes you feel like you can see to the end of the world and you're never going to reach it and you don't care because you're so relaxed because you're just having a drink. You're sitting by an infinity pool. You're reading a book. In your case, you're posting uh, Instagram videos yeah. every 30 seconds, yeah. responding to the news, usually shirtless with someone in the background, yeah. either looking at you funny or wondering, why is this guy talking to a camera? Or it was one of your family that was wondering, why is he still working when we're on vacation yeah. in Turks and Caicos? But I will say... It, Vacation generally has never been more important and restorative. Yeah, no kidding, right? Jesus. All right. This is our segment called Sharp and Square. So I thought this week, the week one lines are out. I'm going to give you three games I really, really love. Not like, love. And and then you can uh, give me a couple you like. And I want you to respond to mine. So okay. I'm going to give you my three and you respond to them. Yep. First game I like, Detroit plus four against Philly. <clears throat> I think by the end of the year, Philly's better. But I thought last year Detroit was about as competitive as a bad team could be. I like their offseason. Between TJ Hawkinson, Amaron St. Brown, Panay Sewell, DeAndre Swift, Jared Goff, more than a competent offense, Philadelphia's got some new pieces. I think eventually they gel. Week one, you know, Chad, average teams don't think they're average in September. They know it by October. There is no way I can lay four points. I love the Lions plus four. Sharper square. Look, the Lions as a dog, the Lions as a home dog, that's going to be a theme for us throughout 2022. I love this play. 
the wise guys love this play. Um, the line in a lot of places has moved in the lion's direction, meaning uh, it's gone from four and a half down to four. Uh, the lions are a team that believes, right? And the lions are a team that also knows who they are. They're a lot. The lions are a team that got more talented and the Eagles are a team that is already starting to have to defend against ideas that they are an all-star team, right? What did AJ Brown say last week? You were on vacation. You might not have seen it. Then again, you responded to everything. So you probably did. Yeah. He's saying, we're not a team of all-stars yet. And look, everyone thinks Jalen Hurts. They're talking about how jacked he is, how much better he's gotten. I'm a believer on the Eagles. If you ask me, do I like the Eagles over nine and a half wins? A hundred percent. I like the Eagles over nine and a half wins. Do I like the Eagles to cover in week one on the road at Detroit against a coach who the jury is out whether he's good or not, but I am a huge fan of, of Dan Campbell. And I do think getting this team jacked for week one as a home underdog, that is the team I want to play. All right. Here's the second one I love. I'm going to go in order of love. I love that one. I really love this one. Raiders getting over a field goal at the Chargers. It'll be a 65-35 Raiders crowd. Um, Devontae Adams to Hunter Renfro to Josh Jacobs to Darren Waller. Josh McDaniels is a very clever offensive coordinator. Um, is he a great head coach? I don't know. But I thought the Raiders, and I think they had a great offseason making the playoffs. Um I think there's a lot of really positive energy around this team. It's going to be really a home game. And the verdict's out on, I think the Chargers have a really good roster. <clears throat> there is no proof that they win big games. There is proof they're talented. But in games like this, they're not good enough to give over a field goal. I like the Raiders a lot here. Yeah, I agree. Like, look, you've got an intradivision game uh, against two teams that a lot of people would say are relatively evenly matched. The Raiders got better on offense. The Chargers got much, much better on defense just by virtue of getting some players back, plus some of the trades they've made to improve their pass rush. Um, games like this, they shouldn't be more than a field goal. Like, it, it should be a field goal. And when it's a field goal, you should pass. If it's Minus three and a half, you should take the underdog. If it's two and a half, you should take the favorite. And that's it. So right now, this number's sitting at four. You got to take the Raiders in this spot. Okay, here's my favorite pick week one. Minnesota at home getting points against Green Bay. So here's why I like it. First of all, I think the Vikings will be the most improved team in the league. Kirk Cousins has a new contract. He's in a good mood. He also has the taller Sean McVay coach. <clears throat> the league is changing. Defensive coaches who are legends, Pete Carroll in trouble. Tomlin hasn't won a big playoff game in a decade. Bill Belichick feels mediocre. Zimmer fired. Fangio fired. Flores fired. Rivera getting heat. There is one ascending defensive coach in the league, Sean McDermott. And that's mostly because of Josh Allen. The league has changed. Offensive coaches win. That's They have a relationship with the quarterbacks. Brady couldn't get along with Belichick at the end. Tua couldn't get along with Flores. Zimmer couldn't get along with Cousins. Pete couldn't get along with Russell Wilson. Vic Fangio couldn't get along with any of his quarterbacks. It works. Kirk's got money. He's got security. He's got an offensive coach. We both like their weapons. 
They have nice players all over the offense. Green Bay could be good, but there's no proof that Aaron Rodgers in week one is going to trust a rookie college receiver from an FCF school or Alan Lazard being his one or Sammy Watkins being dependable on a flag route. That may develop, but Aaron has trust issues with his own family. We saw it in the playoff game with teammates for years. Minnesota early, they're bringing a new offense. Green Bay is going to be guessing. We know what Green Bay is going to do. And Minnesota's got tape on what they do. Love the Vikings here. You are 100% correct about the Vikings in this spot. A short home dog against a very public team is always going to be the side you want to take. I do feel like you've got a little vacation brain if you're trying to compare Mike Zimmer and Vic Fangio and how Vic Fangio did with no quarterbacks or how Mike Zimmer did with Kirk Cousins and their defensive pedigrees as assistant coaches with Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick and the history they have as Super Bowl winning coaches. Entirely different conversations. That should not be a factor in why you're betting on the Vikings against the Packers. Agree with you 100% about the Packers in this spot. Who are their offensive weapons? Who will Aaron Rodgers trust? How are they going to build a game plan about anybody? And how can they get downfield? I also, I kind of disagree about Kirk Cousins being comfortable. I think the reason you take the Vikings here almost has nothing to do with the talent on the field. If you're a professional better, you're looking at this number and you're taking it because of the percentages, because of what the precedent tells you, because you know you've got a matchup of a Vikings team that is very competitive, that lost close games last year, and has experience beating the Packers and beating Aaron Rodgers, and you're getting them as a short home dog. You know the public is going to be on the Packers. You want to be on the Vikings, sir. Make sure to check out the Draymond Green show. I brought Draymond Green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports, unique perspective, understands behind the rope. Also chops up with guests like Gary Payton, Zach Levine, Tracy McGrady. Make sure download the Draymond Green show wherever you get your podcasts, only on the volume podcast network. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.